cartoony, we're all a little loony. And in this cartoony, we're invading your TV. We're comic dispensers, we crack up all the censors. On action adventures, get a dose of comedy. So here's a Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I'm Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my companion in cartoons, Mr. Mark Williams. So, uh, and this episode, we well, we're actually kicking off what we're now referring to, I guess, as our second phase um, or second <laughs> season, I guess. Um, no, we've not stolen that from Marvel, honest. No, honestly, um, but yeah, we we kind of reached the end of our list. Um, last yes, episode. we expected actually. Um, when we originally set out to do this show, we were going to do uh, one a month in fitting with everything else we were doing, and then this one became kind of became popular, uh, more popular than some of the others. So we we sort of up the uh, the frequency, and that seems to have worked. So we brought more people in, but it came at a cost because we had to think for a whole new list. Uh, yeah, which I I think we were probably always going to do. Um, as I say, we just didn't expect to do it. Uh, this soon but just on that before we dive in um, we have had some suggestions from yes. you guys out there um, for this and, and we will take them all on board we've, we've created a a new list but you know this this thing's ever growing ever changing so you know if there's any more then just just drop us a line write in and let us know what you want us to talk about um, we're, we're really pleased that so many of you out there are listening so just yeah please do get in touch with us and, and let us know yeah, um, just bear in mind Com- Comic Con's been and gone, so it's going to be quite a while before we do our next announcement of what the next writer shows are. Uh, yes. Um, okay, so I mean, there it is. I guess just, just yeah, right in. We're we're on to phase two. Um, just like last time, we're going to alternate it. You know, an older show, a, a newer show. I, I use the word new in inverted <laughs> commas. Yeah, they, they were new to us when we were slightly older. I mean, what we're essentially saying is 80s and older and 90s and newer is how this breaks down. Yeah, um, more or less. We, we kind of, we don't have a hard cut off, but we're kind of thinking, you know, anything towards the mid 2000s is probably out of our wheelhouse and onto another generation. Uh, I mean, to be honest, it's probably before that. I mean, uh, probably anything 2000-ish is probably a bit probably, too new for us. Probably, but I have snuck some stuff onto the list that is very much on the borderline of that, I think. Oh, um, we'll, we'll come to those. Um, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, as, as you said, anybody has anything they want to talk about, anything that you know, we may have overlooked or maybe on our list already, um, which we can bump up, um, yeah, just let us know. Get in touch at smpd at ddpodcast.net or by the usual channels yeah and, and for enemy. those of you for those of you that have written in and reached out to us already like yeah we we hear you guys uh, we're not going to do every single one um because quite frankly there's there's some stuff that's been suggested that i've never even seen or have interest yeah. in um, something's not really our wheelhouse yeah really really out of our wheelhouse but hey if if it works for you then great um you never know maybe maybe i'll come to discover these shows at some point and we'll do it but um we kind of at least need to be sort of have a have a, a base awareness of these shows to do them so you know there'll be stuff that we do this stuff that's been suggested that's already on our list as well so yeah um we we are gratefully receiving all suggestions anyway that's five minutes of preamble um that probably wasn't needed and could have gone at the end of the show but hey and may die in the edit to be fair uh, yeah, uh, probably won't, because <laughs> that takes time. Jesus. Um, yeah, to be what? fair, I think people realise by now we don't edit shit. Yeah, I mean, look, I I sync these files and I I put the the start and the end on them, and that's pretty much it. We get a weird audio lag, so every kind of ten fifteen minutes, I have to resync our files, and and that's about it. That's as much as as editing goes that also may be why if sometimes we sound like we're talking at cross purposes it's because i was probably half asleep during that edit so a peek behind the curtain for you there listeners yeah <laughs> let's blame let's blame that rather than the fact that we don't let each other finish uh oh yeah it's not at all because i'm a chopsy bastard um <laughs> hey look at that i i said bastard i'm actually curving my language on this show compared to game of moans it nearly slipped out i knew <laughs> It's a kid show. Yeah, I, I I had to think what show we were doing for a moment there. Um, anyway, I'm still rambling. Okay, we are gathered here today 
dearly beloved, to talk about uh, it, this. I mean, what better way to kick off season two? This is a big one for me, to be fair. Um, Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah, for me too. I mean, I remember um, this one coming about on um, on TV in this country. Um, I think it was six months to a year after it, so it uh, aired first in the US. Um, but yeah, it was still fresh. It was still new. And it, I mean, we talked very early on in this show about um, Animaniacs, and this was yeah. um, kind of a precursor to that. It wasn't so seen as, no, that wasn't the plan. That way it wasn't seen as being that, but it very much became that. Um, and yeah, I loved the show from day one. I always had... Um, a big old yin for uh, sort of the old Looney Tunes stuff. Um, don't know why, I just really like Bugs Bunny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for whatever reason, I couldn't. I can't put my finger on it now. I couldn't then. Um, so yeah, so this, you know, this was effectively new Bugs, new Bugs Bunny stuff, but with more bunnies and less bugs. But yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, uh, so did I. Um, I'm sure we'll get on to the slight differences between this and Animaniacs um, yeah. as this show progresses and and you know maybe a personal preference for, for one or the other with us as well but yeah just like you i i remember this thing hitting and i remember just being obsessed with it almost instantly yeah um i i loved this show um it's, it's not a show i've really watched since it's kind of come and gone in my life so i was yeah i was quite pleased to go back and look at it and, and actually i think in pop culture as well it has kind of come and gone you don't see a lot of tiny tunes stuff kicking no, around now no you don't and i mean i don't i don't understand why i mean it didn't i don't know why it didn't have the longevity that um animaniacs had um it has popped up uh, popped up in the last of 10 years or so um on syndicated children's television um you know there are so many channels now they have to fill up with content from some, uh, content from somewhere so, i mean it has popped up as recently as 2005 2006 i believe um but yeah, just for whatever reason, it didn't seem to land in the way that Animaniacs did and that sort of catch in sort of nerd culture, if you like, um, as much as, as that show did. No, and, and as I say, we, we'll we get on to that in a little bit. I think it's important first to, to sort of talk about this show, but I do have some ideas on why that may be. Um, yeah, but also, yeah. So before we move on, actually, um, in Jan- on January 4th, 20, 2018, Hulu acquired the streaming rights to Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, and Pinky Elmira and the Brain. So it's it's still doing the rounds now. It's still available on streaming. Excellent. Um, I didn't watch it on Hulu. Um, no, neither did I. Um, but that's a different story for a not, different day. Yeah, I, I'm not going to divulge where I watched it, but it's not the easiest to get hold of. Um, I find I found quite a few episodes quite easily. They just weren't the best quality. Yes, um, I, I had the same issue. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's plenty to watch there. I mean, I, I got in from work about 45 minutes ago, um, so I didn't really have a lot of chance to do um, any watching today. Um, so I think I've watched like three of the, the, short, the shorts within an episode, mm-hmm. and that's about all I had time for. Um, but no, it's it. It's it's enough combined with what I remember of the show. It's it's enough to go to go on with, um, but yeah, I mean they were quite easy to get hold of. You just need to watch on a really small screen, like a phone screen, and kind of squint your eyes a bit. Yeah, I've I've not been able to rewatch that much either. I think I've done about four episodes. Um, I'm gonna do more now. Um, we're talking about you know again, it it is available to buy digitally as well, uh, and it's yes. relatively cheap. So that's something I, I'm i'm going to be doing i think um but yeah just to sort of circle back and and pick up where we were before we started kind of uh drifting slightly ot um i i think you're right in what you say for, for me as well um when i was younger i it, it's ironic now considering i'm such a big dis nerd but i definitely swayed towards looney tunes as opposed mm. to to disney um, I, I particularly liked Roadrunner for some reason, rather than Bugs and, and Daffy. And I think for me it was always, I mean, with all of them, except Roadrunner in particular, but with all of them, it was the slapstick element. It, it definitely mean, was, yeah. I mean, you had a lot more of that in Lunatunes than you did in Disney, um, to a point where you'd have, like, you know, Elmer Fudd um, sticks his, his rifle down a rabbit hole, um, Bugs bends it, because obviously rabbits can bend steel. He bends the barrel and points it back up at him, so when he fires, he shoots himself in the face. And all you get is, you know, he comes out with a face full of soot, not no blood and missing eyes and all the shit you expect him to be shot in the face with a rifle. But it, it, it was that sort of you know, slapsticky stuff and you know, dropping anvils on people and the very casual use of dynamite and shit like that. It was just funny because kids like watching people get hurt. It's fun. Yes. Kids are arseholes. 
Uh, yes, they are. Um, an official catchphrase of this show, I think, by this point. Um, official catchphrase of my life, right? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't say that. I love my kids. I love my kids. I love my kids. But they're assholes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I did like Looney Tunes. I have mentioned on, on numerous um, episodes before, I think, that, that actually the kind of cartoon short wasn't something that really attracted me. Um, mm. But I would definitely sway for for Looney Tunes more than I would for, for Disney. Um, so I, I'd be far more likely to sit down and watch a, a Bugs Bunny or a Daffy Duck than I would a, a Mickey or a Donald. Um, yeah. And then Tiny Tunes kind of repackaged that and sold it back to me with a with a funky 90s vibe on it, which is something they actually deliberately take the piss out of themselves for in the show. Oh, absolutely. Um. And I lapped it up because it is essentially, I mean, it's, it's kind of depending on what the style of the episode is going to be. You're either going to get one sort of 20 minute episode um, with, with yeah. one story or you are essentially going to get a collection of Looney Tunes shorts featuring different characters. Now, yes, if you'd sat me down for 20 minutes and tried to show me a Bugs Bunny, then a Daffy Duck, then a Roadrunner, then a, I don't know, Yosemite Sam, I'd be bored after five i'd be like fucking hell where's thundercats or whatever yeah um, give me one and that'll be it yeah i'd be one and done um but tiny tunes just just held my attention i think part of it is that it just looked so fucking phenomenal and still does like mm. this thing is bright and vibrant and beautifully animated um and it it's just nice to look at um more so than that even though it's incredibly well written and very very funny um yes i mean as you would expect you know legend at this point paul dini um was involved yes. in a great deal of the writing so you know then voice talent you know the voice the voice casting was done by andrew romano this is essentially the batman animated a team Doing yeah, comedy. this this is the precursor for this. This is a Warner Brothers saying that show us what you can do, and then you can have your Batman show. Yeah, uh, and they're doing comedy. Um, yeah, um, I've got to say actually, I mean, talking about the um, so the, the, the talent was involved. We talked about um, Steven Spielberg when it was around Maniacs and his involvement in that. He was even more involved and instrumental in getting this off the ground to a point where this is even billed um, in many cases as Steven Spielberg presents Tiny Tune Adventures. Yeah, he's, um, he's credited as um, EP, isn't he? Yes, um, and it came about um, the head of um, the head of Warner Brothers at the time wanted um, to basically go back to some of that sort of the glory days, if you like, and sort of get all the um, get some of the attention back from Disney because they were they were doing the afternoon block and they were they were really sort of putting out a lot of um, putting out lots of quality stuff. Um, so they sort of went, you know what, we kind of need something to to get this off the ground. Um, so Spielberg was brought in, and he want they they wanted to sort of recreate this sort of the feel of those old time tunes, but they didn't want to do what people had done before. So they didn't want to use characters that people had made beloved, but they wanted to work work on the track that you know they there was um, Tom and Jerry kids, there was Flintstone, there was, um, Flintstone kids, there was so many oh other. Um, God, I'd forgotten cartoons. about Tom and Jerry kids. I had until I just read it actually, um, and I can't find the bit I was reading. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean. Yeah, they were looking at that sort of stuff and thinking, right, well, that that's around and people are watching that. People like that. Um, so we don't want to do the same thing, but we want to uh, we want to um, carry on that sort of tradition. The Muppet Babies was around and had done very well. I think it finished at this point, but Muppet Babies had done phenomenally well. A pup named Scooby Doo, Flintstones, kids, all this sort of stuff. And they were going, okay, well, we can we have these characters we can repackage. And Spielberg was no, we don't want to do that because. That's kind of disrespectful to the people and the work that's come before, and the reason that people fall in love with it. And this is my huge issue with reboots and remakes: is when people say, "Oh, it meant so much to me when I was growing up, or when I first saw it, I loved it so much, I had to remake it." If you love it so much, leave it the fuck alone. And that's that was Spielberg's attitude: is that yes, okay, I appreciate this. However, I'm not going to go and piss on it by doing something that people may not respond to in a way that I want them to, and soil the legacy of these characters. So they went away and said, "Right, we'll produce. No, we'll produce a show where." It's very similar, but there's no direct relation to the Looney Tunes characters. So it's not a case of it's Bugs Bunny's kids or it's Porky Pig's kids. No, and they, these are just bunnies. Clear about that from day one. Yeah, these aren't. I mean, the they just happen to be characters. Yeah, they just happen to be 
bunnies and ducks and pigs and whatever the fuck Gogo's supposed to be. He's a dodo. Um, he's Gogo the dodo. Oh, right, okay, I didn't know that. I just knew Gogo. Yeah, he's Gogo the um, dodo. Okay, I learned something today. Um, so, yes, I mean, that that was a really good thing. I think it was a really ballsy move um, at a time where, I say, everybody else was doing kids' versions of the same shows and turning out the same stuff. Um, and, yeah, I think it was a really brave move. Um, and then just heralding back every now and again, you know, involving the, um, the original Looney Tunes cast um, in much the same way that you know, Disney treats um, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck as actors. Um, they did the same with... Uh, Bugs and Daffy and um, Porky and they brought them into this series to act as sort of parodies of themselves whereby they're playing teachers teaching at a university where they teach kids how to be funny to go on and do their own shows yes which as a premise is fucking bonkers it, it is but it, it is but that it works. exact that exact scenario that, that it seems like we, we talk about so many times on this show of like these as you said these cartoon characters are, are actors in their own right you know they are performers um, and, and I think they recast them very well here. They are they are mentor figures, you know. Um, yes. And you, occasionally they sort of slip into the action unintentionally, but no, they are there if nothing to fill in. Yeah, I mean, um, Bugs crops up quite regular. To be fair, Bugs is, is quite often in an episode. Um, he just the episode isn't about Bugs. It's just well, that's it, and that's what they do so well. I mean, because at at some point, any one of them, their their core characters, and Bugs, Daffy, um, Porky. Um, why could you know they all pop up at some point but it's not an episode about them they just happen to be in it or they happen to be aiding the person it's about so Bugs might appear in on a an episode which is um, very heavily Babs and Buster um, because you know, he'll have been there and done it or he'll be telling them how to how to navigate the situation in a way that makes sense from an Acme cartoon yeah um, and yeah so I mean it, they don't they don't detract from what's there um, which and the temptation would always be that you know Bugs is taking them under his wing, so he he gets all the good lines and he does all the work, and they're just kind of there. Um, so the fact that they haven't succumbed to that, I think, is a very good thing. Yeah, um, I think I think the show is pitched perfectly in that way because you know for for our generation, as we've just said, like yeah, we we grew up watching Bugs and Daffy, but they they weren't special to us perhaps in the way that they'd have been special to our parents. Or our grandparents. Well, yeah, I mean, be, I mean, they they were always around, and I think that they were quite dated. Yes, they definitely. I mean, were. especially you get characters like Yosemite Sam and Foghorn Leghorn, who didn't really have any bearing, especially in this country at the time. Right. Ah, um, just just let's just just put a pin in it there because this I'm going to forget about this thought again if I don't get it out now, and I think it's important. I haven't okay. seen this character in anything that I've rewatched, but I have a very distant memory. Okay, I swear. There is a junior version of Foghorn Leghorn, and instead of having a stutter, he's got Tourette's, and he keeps fucking swearing. I swear that to God, I'm not this. making this up. All right, let's have a look. Hang on, let's find let's find the list of characters. I swear, uh, I, I'm almost certain it's this show, and I'm almost certain he's supposed to be like the the junior version of Foghorn Leghorn. I'm, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. Say actually, I don't remember it, but you might be right because there's a character voiced by Rob Paulson called Foulmouth. Now Foul spelled F O W L, but I'm guessing that's their pun. So you may actually be right. I'm sure I am. I'm sure no. I am. Oh, I don't remember it, but we'll see what we can find. Um, Google's your friend and all that. Um, yeah, I don't remember it. Um, because I can see it being the sort of almost subvertive thing they would do um i could i could probably see more animaniacs doing it um ah well see, but, this, yeah, this I, is the thing i think animaniacs was kind of more animaniacs was, was definitely subversive but they were a lot smarter and a lot slyer about it whereas yes. tiny toon adventures is fucking anarchic this is it's, it's it all is. over the shop and and they i i think they would just go for it um yeah, um, okay, here we go. Falmouth is a young white male rooster who wears a blue short sleeve shirt and black grey high tops, or high top shoes. Um, he attends Acme University and lives in Acme Acres. Falmouth is based on his mentor and favourite teacher, the loud and pompous Foghorn Leghorn, though speaking in a New Yorker accent as opposed to a Southern States accent. His high pitched voice and angry temper are also reminiscent of Foghorn's occasional rival, Henry Hawk. Yeah. So, yeah, you may well be right. Um, I thought so. Oh yeah, th- there you go. And then there's a quote. I'm on um, 
on a fandom page and um, the quotes are, listen here, I'm in bleep, 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 love. I got to get the Shirley, my love, but help me, will you, you dirty bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, there you go. I don't remember that character. I, looking, there's a picture of him and I, I recognise him, but I don't remember the character at He's all. He's just stuck in my head. I don't know why, but... Probably because he swears a lot. Probably, and I probably found that fucking hilarious as like a... Oh, absolutely. I can't remember. I can't believe I don't remember it. I can't believe I don't remember it is the, is the thing. Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it. And, and that's the thing with, with Tiny Toons, though. There are so many of them. There are so many characters. Like, your core, you had your core group. You had, like, um, Hampton and, and Plucky and, and Babs and Buster. But then there'd be yeah. all of these others that would just come in and out as they were required, like Foulmouth or like Go-Go, for instance. Go-Go wasn't in every episode, or Dizzy. But Go-Go was classed as main cast. Go-Go was named in the credits. Um, so you've oh, got... there's a lot of them named in the credits. You know, Dizzy's named in the credits as well, but they, they wouldn't the... necessarily be in every episode. Whereas, no, that's true. But, you, I mean, if you I look mean, on to the, to be um, honest, you don't get Plucky and Hampton in every episode, but they're there more regular. I think they're they're being every episode insofar as they might be. You know, they might be at the start of a story or the start of a short, um, whereby dead them, Babs and Buster are going off to do something, and they'll tell them not to, or they're going to say, "Well, we're not doing that. We're doing something else instead." And that's the last you see of them. So they'll always be there. They just won't necessarily do anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whereas no, Babs and Buster are in every episode, but certainly you've got a core a core cast from I try to do this from memory from the theme tune. So um you're Babs and Buster Bunny. Yeah. Um Montana Max, Elmira. Elmira, yeah. Um, um Hampton, Plucky, Dizzy, Furball, Go-Go. and Gogo. They're yeah. the ones who are named in the in the credits. Right. So then, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it because that'll insult people, and they'll have already heard a better, actually, proper version of it at the start of the show. Did um, you find? I know you've only rewatched um, a little bit, mm. okay? But as I say, this show's gone away for for a long, a long time. time, right? But did you find that you could? Because I remembered the theme tune, oh, fucking fuck yes. word for word, and there's yes. a lot of words in this theme tune. But as soon as it started, I knew every fucking word. Yeah, no, I'm I've, I'm in quite a. A strange situation this evening because um, I'm on, I'm home alone for a change. The kids are out, and the kids are staying at grandparents. Have you left traps for burglars and stuff? Oh fuck yeah! Um, cool. I got the blowtorch on the on the door handle and everything. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm home alone. So I I, was, I had this on in the living room, and I, I was sort of eating my food, and so I had this on TV, and I'm there singing along to the theme tune, and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, somebody's gonna come in and ask more. I'm watching in a minute. No, I'm not because they're not fucking here. And yeah. I carried on singing at the top of my voice. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's one of those. I I dropped a couple of words, but generally, like, no, it wasn't a problem. And then we talk about some, some of the things we watched. And like, um, I'll remember a chorus, or I'll remember a bridge, or I'll remember some part of it, or maybe the tune, or there'll be something that stuck. This, I can aim straight in. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And I, I, as I say, I haven't really thought about Tiny Toons for, for a long time. You know, occasionally you'll see something and it'll remind you, but. It's not kind of been ever present, like no. like so, like a few weeks ago we talked about Danger Mouse, and I knew the words yeah. the Danger Mouse theme because it feels like Danger Mouse has kind of always been there in my life, I, and that's not the case with Tiny Toons. But still, as soon as that opening crescendo started, yeah. I was like, I, I knew it. I was straight in there with all of, and you cannot help but sing it. Thank God I was watching it on my own as well, <laughs> um, because had I been in work or something like that, people would have thought I was mental. Yeah, um, oh, to be fair, people, the people I work with think I'm mental anyway, so it doesn't really matter yeah. at this point. Yeah, well, you know, they know but, you. Yeah, That's and to be fair as well, I mean, not it wasn't just the theme song, but the animation that goes with it. Like, oh, yeah. um, you know, where, where they're talking about, you know, get um, time to eventually get a dose of comedy and they pop up and she's dressed as a nurse and he's in scrubs. No, I could remember that. I could remember those sort of animations as well. So you know, it, it's all kind of locked in there, and it's it's a bizarre one. So you said I've not seen this for fucking years. No, but it can flood him back instantly. Now, part of that as well, maybe um, just due to the fact that the game was so fucking good as well. Yes. It, it didn't contain the words, but it did contain the theme tune. Yeah, and the, so, the, the, you know, the theme. Yeah, it, it kind of embedded itself, and maybe I was just subconsciously singing along whenever I played the game. And I have replayed the game fairly recently. Okay. Um, so what did you have the game on? Snares. Okay, I had, I had a Game Boy version. Yeah, I had Buster Bust Loose. The games were slightly different. Yeah, um, they, they were they were 
essentially again um you know the, the characters are actors and so the games were different um they and they were subtitled the one on the snares was buster bust sluice yeah um and I, I remember i have very fond memories of that because i remember being one of the games that that first sold me on a super nintendo it was out very early in the snares's life and i had previously been a sega kid mm. um despite you know watching super mario super show and captain n and stuff like that and being very aware of nintendo and liking their brand i had owned sega consoles and then i just saw buster busts loose with its just big chunky graphics <laughs> and i had to fucking have it it was just I, I i imported it in the end because i was that desperate for we used to have a uh, a very hooky game rental shop around here where you'd have to buy a, a dodgy cartridge that would plug into the top of your snares and you'd oh fuck i remember those you'd put a british cartridge in front yeah an american or a japanese cartridge in the back and they would import these cartridges but they wouldn't sell them they would just rent them out to you for like 10 pound a week or something like that i think it was and i must have burned through a fucking fortune just continually renting buster busts loose um yeah, I, 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 it wasn't my money. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I never had snares, but sort of, there was a Game Boy equivalent. And do you remember the, there was a, a light that you could get, like a magnifying light, and you plugged that into the back? Yes. And yeah. then you plugged the game into that. There was a version of that which was basically just it was a, a hollow cartridge that you plugged your game into the top of. Right. And yeah, I, I think I, I never had one. Um, annoyingly, because it would have been awesome. Uh, but a friend of mine did, and he had pretty much every game ever fucking made. No, because it was just a case of you know, every couple of months there'd be a new, you'd have a new cartridge and they'd just be fucking preloaded with millions of fucking games on it. Yeah, like the kind of hooky ones you used to buy on Spanish holidays and things yeah. from from Indian shop owners in Spain. Always Indian. Um, not not trying to be you know racist or anything. They just were um, always Indian shop owners selling just these like two hundred and fifty in one Game Boy cartridges. Yeah, and what it actually was was about four games with each level that you could select separately classed as a separate game yeah um, but still yeah good times and and oh, some of them days, were yeah. really really hooky as well like sprites were wonky and yeah, yeah they were they were bad <laughs> yeah i remember my yeah my cousin had one and the, he had um i think it was a 10 in one and it, the, the the only game i liked on it was dr mario x yeah um and it was before i had a game a game by myself and it was Dr. Mario X or Dr. Mario, whatever it was called. Um, and yeah, that was dodgy as fuck because every now and again, the pills wouldn't line up properly. Yeah. And then um, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't get your combinations. You couldn't finish it, and then your screen would end up filling up because your all these things were a couple of mil off. Yeah. And it just oh, didn't man. line up. So because of that, it wouldn't give you the the point. It wouldn't take away that um, that combination, and your screen just filled up with pairs basically because you couldn't yeah. do anything about it. They were so dodgy, so dodgy. Oh, but, but you know, this this copy of Buster Busters wasn't dodgy. It was just very expensive and imported. <laughs> but god damn, I loved that game. Um, sadly, having played it again recently, it's not so great these days. But I, yeah. as a kid, I loved it, and it was Tiny Toons, so I loved it for that as well. Yeah, um, but you know, nostalgia ain't what it used to be, is it? Uh, no, really not. Um, so. So yeah, there was there was this this core cast. I think is what we were talking about, and all yes. of these these tertiary characters as well. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I've got the wiki page open in front of me, and the recurring cast or the tertiary cast. There's got to be fifty names on it. Oh yeah, there were loads of them, and again, this ties into this format then, where sometimes you might just have an episode that had that featured one of them. It was about yeah. them, but it would it would be a short. It would be like five minutes of a larger episode, which was generally then tied together by the main cast it would have some sort of theme where they would be addressing camera and kind yes. of presenting this almost anthology sort yeah. of show so again it was packaging me these shorts in in a different format like one of the ones i've stumbled upon that i've rewatched was called life in the 90s um, right yeah and it, it was literally a collection of shorts but presented by the cast and and it was themed around how cool life is in the 90s which is hilarious now yeah. to watch um and, and unfortunately that is one thing i have noticed with re-watching the show um is that uh i think for the most part the humor is pretty timeless um and certainly the quality of the animation and the writing is but yeah 
there are a lot of pop culture stabs uh, yes and they do feel very very dated now they do and i, th- I think that was that was always going to be the problem with this is that they that a lot of shows did at the time um but it was it was this thing where all of a sudden because you know you you were setting it in its own world so like you know like you had with the flintstones and the jetsons they had their own world and you kind of, everything existed within that these you know, tiny tunes and animaniacs they existed in oh they existed in their own world but they they had such deep roots in ours that you would tell a joke about you know about what life was like in the 90s for example um and it was relevant but obviously you know long long time later you know, 30 years later it's not relevant anymore um but then the 90s it looking... wasn't 30 years ago stop making stuff up mark <laughs> well, okay um but like yeah 10 so... years ago jesus <sighs> that's fucking last week wasn't it yeah. um but then on top of that you no know, some of the other um things they parodied um you had you no know, edgar Allan poe and william shakespeare were, fe- were featured in uh, in things um you had i'm just looking for it now um no steven steven spielberg um, played roger rabbit in um in one episode um so you know it's it's they did a very Holy good job shit, of trying... i don't remember that was roger rabbit actually in tiny toon adventures apparently so um on the list of recurring characters um, steven spielberg played himself in buster and babs go hawaiian and also played roger rabbit now that's that's important because Roger Rabbit is. I mean, for what? anybody that doesn't know the production history of Roger Rabbit, we don't have time to go into it on yeah. this podcast. Google's your friend, kids. But fucking hell, you want to you want to talk about troubled productions? Like, I'm surprised nobody got fucking whacked during Roger Rabbit. It got that nasty, mm. um, and and ultimately, it is a Disney property. It so, is, but it's it's kind of a cross platform, isn't it? Because you get um, well, because they cross. This is where the problems come in. Yeah. And I remember, re- well, I remember reading about that recently. And I can't remember what we were talking about, but I remember reading about recently whereby there's a, there's only one seat, one thing where Bugs and Mickey Mouse have ever appeared on screen together, and it's the skydiving scene in Roger Rabbit, and they're both on screen for the exact same number of frames because that was the deal. You can use the characters together, this one time deal, but no, neither gets preferential treatment. They're both no, they're both no, they're they're leading icons for our for our businesses. So they're on no, they come in frame for frame and they drop and drop and drop and drop and drop, and then they disappear together. Um, and it's I remember thinking no, at the time it didn't mean it didn't mean it make anything, any difference to me. It didn't mean anything because they were cartoons and they were in a cartoon ish film. Um, but the significance of that is no, it's it's like never the twain shall meet. You know that. It's never been done since, and there's not. I don't think there's ever been any attempt at any sort of crossover that big since. No, uh, and as I say, for for good reason. Like the yeah. seriously, guys, if you if you don't know, um, we we really don't have time to delve deep into it here. But read about the production history of Roger Rabbit. It is fascinating, absolutely fascinating, and it's tied very deeply into the eventual demise of michael eisner as well who's somebody we talk about quite regularly here um it's fascinating but then to hear that roger rabbit actually popped up on tiny tunes is yeah that that's that's quite surprising um yeah i mean i don't know the context i don't know where that happens as it's not it's not not quoted by episode it's just um, steven spielberg appeared as himself and as roger rabbit and that's all it says um, a bit more digging, I can probably find it, but I'm got all day. Yeah, interesting. Um, but saying that, I mean the the recurring cast reads like a fucking who's who. Um, no, you've got um, Jeff Altman. Um, then you go into the likes of um, Dan Castle and Sally, Jim Cummings, Tim Curry. Um, Tim Curry played Prince Charles. Yeah. ICD. Um, Spielberg, as I said, um, Vincent Price, uh, Maggie Roswell, Sally Struthers. Uh, my personal favourite is a name I recognise, and I've had to look up why I recognised it. Um, there's a girl called Soleil Moon Fry, who's best known as, from a single episode of Friends where she beat up Joey. Nice. Um, but yes, I mean, the, 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 the list of recurring casts, there's got to be 50 names on it, and then it, it's got a list of everybody they played, and some of them have done multiple voices. I mean, um, Jeff, Mer- Jeff Bergman did all of the original um, uh, Looney Tunes characters, with the exception of Porky Pig and Tweety Pie. Yeah. Um, something that's it's absolutely massive looking at this because um, I've, I've had to google this sorry 
Um, it looks like uh, the the Roger Rabbit thing was a cameo, and it looks as though it's been shot from behind. So it's oh, okay. It's Roger Rabbit, but it's not Roger Rabbit. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what it looks like from here, anyway. Um, right. Okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. just really fascinated me <laughs> that that yeah. he should be in there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't re- anyway. I hadn't realized. I've got to be honest. I didn't know that had happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to so talk about the obviously got the um, the massive cast list there. Um, I like it when we do the show and there's a bit of con- uh, bit of controversy, um, especially with the cast. Um, Charlie Adler, who was the voice of um, Buster for the first uh, three seasons, uh, walked off set during production ah, season three. I, yeah, and now I remember not as a kid, um, obviously because I wasn't aware of these things. But I remember reading something about this way, way back. Now, wasn't this something to do with a falling out over Animaniacs? Basically, they'd announced this was being replaced by Animaniacs in yeah. the schedule, and he was pissed off that Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche and Frank Welker were given star roles um, when they'd been minor characters in this show, and he'd been completely overlooked. So he just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going. Um, and he was uh, he walked mid-season and was replaced by John Cassier. Um, although he did return apparently for a video game which he never released called uh, Tiny Tune Adventures Defenders of the Universe that sounds amazing it does but unfortunately it was never uh, never released um, and then uh, Joe Alasky who was the voice of Plucky left uh, for financial reasons but then uh, was given a new contract so uh, basically he's stuck, he's stuck for more money and won happy days wasn't the didn't Plucky get a spin-off for a while as well? Plucky did get a spin-off. It didn't last very long, I don't believe. I'll pull it up now. Um, Plucky Duck show, um, it was about 97, 98, I think. Um, yeah, Spielberg presents Plucky Duck show, usually referred to as Plucky Duck show, ran for 13 episodes in 1990. Oh, 92, actually. It, was, it ran straight after the straight after Of all the characters to spin-off, don't we, there's nothing wrong with Plucky. Um, but it seems random that he'd just get his own show like he's not that important looking at the listing of episodes it's because they can do more duck puns than they can anything else uh, okay what the duck so, etc um, return of bat duck ducklehomer um, con ducky as, well, as parody of contiki um, these aren't puns these are awful <laughs> puns aren't necessarily good a Quack in the Quarks, um, spoof of Star Wars. Um, let's see. Uh, These are awful. Uh, Migrant Mallard. Yeah, Hollywood Plucky. They, they're awful. They are awful. Duck Dodgers. Um, Did they do Duck yeah. Dodgers with Plucky? Duck Dodgers Junior. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say. I. I yeah. Because I, I can't remember Plucky ever being it. I. I definitely would have remembered that. I fucking love Duck Dodgers. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, yeah, Duck Dodgers Jr. It was episode 12 of the run. Um, so you had uh, the first first part was Slugfest, which is a parody of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Plucky and Hamilton dress up as Plucky's cartoon heroes in the immature radio- radioactive samurai slugs. <laughs> that sounds awesome, I've got to be honest. Um, Duck Dodgers Jr. Plucky is Duck Dodgers sidekick as Dodgers once again faces off against Marvin. And Duck Trek, a parody of Star Trek featuring Plucky in the role of Captain Kirk. I'd watch that. Yeah, definitely. I need, I need, I need to find that name. I've got to be I, honest. I, I want to track down the episode with the fucking TMNT spoof. Well, that's it's episode twelve um, of of the Plucky Duck show. It's called Slugfest, Duck Dodgers Junior, Duck Trek. That sounds amazing. So it's the Plucky Duck show that's on, yeah. Yes. Plucky Duck. So I, I need to, I need to go find that now. Ep. Um, yeah, I'm just making yes. a note of it now. I'm actually. I, <laughs> I need to track that down. That sounds amazing. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm going to go and find that after we finish recording as well. Um, but yes, we got that, and then um, let's say Elmira had her, her own um, spin-off as well. She spun off um, with Pinky and the Brain, though, didn't she? It wasn't just she her show, was it? did, yeah. So she spun off, it's Pinky and the Brain. Um, so Pinky and the Brain um, spun off from Animaniacs, and I think it ended where Brain blew up the lab. Mm-hmm. So they had to find a new home. They took shelter in like her, in her garden shed, and she found them and basically didn't let them go. Um, that didn't run for very long, I don't think. I, don't, I, I remember it being pretty bad. Yeah, to be I honest. remember it being quite bad. Um, um, yeah, it ran for, let me see, 13 episodes yeah. again, had half a season. Yeah, I, I remember um, it being pretty shocking, to be fair. By this point, I think they were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel because this didn't come until 98. 
Yeah, and by which point I was in that weird phase. Where, well, actually, just coming out of that weird phase, I guess. Like, round about, I guess, 15, 14, 15-ish, I was too old for cartoons. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. That phase passed very quickly with me. By the time I was sort of 18, 19, uh, I, was, I was way back in, all the way back in. Yeah. So... Yeah, that, that, that's. I mean, I, th- I think everybody goes through that phase, and I think certainly for me, it was a case of you know, my parents saying, well, "Aren't you too old to be watching stuff like that? You know, there's, like, there's football on TV or there's films on." And I say, like, "Yeah, but fucking Bugs Bunny, man." Yeah. And yeah, they weren't having it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that was kind of you know, there was an attempt. You no, know, it's it's the same. It's the same sort of attempt where your parents say, "You know, to go outside and play just a nice day." And you know, fuck off, the TV's on. Yeah, fuck that. I'd rather oh. watch Tiny Toons. Yeah, or like I don't, I'm on the I'm on the the last boss of like Mario Land, and I've got no continues. Yeah, I'm not going any fucking way. Yeah, get fucked. so they turn the TV off and you die. Yeah, um, yeah, so a lot of that sort of shit. And this was about the same time. It's like, you know, why are you watching? Why are you watching kids shows? Why are you watching kids cartoons? Go out and get drunk like a normal fucking teenager. Yeah, use a packet of which if you, you, know, you go. Yeah, now having having met my parents, you know that would never fucking happen. No. Um. So um. But you know, it was that sort of thing where it's like. You know, why are you doing that? Because that's not appropriate for. It's not appropriate for your, for your age. Um, so, go no, go and do something else. And yeah, as soon, as soon as I started sixth form, I was like, "Fuck that!" They're out all day. I can go to some lectures. I cannot go to some lectures. Fuck it! I'm watching watching cartoons all day. Yeah, I, I don't think it was maybe why I failed my levels. To be honest, yeah, I don't think it was so much that I was watching cartoons all day, just that I was watching telly all day when I could be fucking doing housework or. <laughs> studying or doing one of a million other things that were more productive but fuck that I'd rather watch cartoons fuck than wrestling absolutely um, but but yeah so I think maybe that's part of why I thought that show was so bad as well um, is I was just oh it was it pretty terrible back in I think the problem with it and it's, obviously this isn't a Pinky Elmire and the Brain show but I think the problem with it was they, they reached too much for um past glories so things that worked no, seven eight years before on the previous shows they were looking for those catchphrases and those same devices to work on an audience that had grown up with it so they knew what was coming yeah they weren't really enticing the new audience which they needed yeah and i think by this point as well obviously we've had animaniacs which you know was was more sophisticated Quite, quite frankly, um, and when I was far better received as yeah, well. When Animaniacs is more sophisticated than something, um, <laughs> you know you're in trouble <laughs> in the best possible way. But um, oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you know, by then we'd had Animaniacs, and we what did we say? Ninety seven, ninety eight? Did you say? No, for this show, for uh, Elmira. Yeah. Yeah, in 98, uh, 98 to 99, I think. So we're approaching South Park by this point as well. We certainly had yes. Beavis and Butthead. Um, yeah, um, we're approaching the start of things like Family Guy as yeah, well. So, you know, those, those that generation yeah, that has grown up with it and is looking for animated humour can now transition to that. And I'm not going to transition to the Pinky and the Brain yeah, show. Um, that's right. I forgot about one other show that... Uh, came out of this batch as well, which is Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. I uh, That was fucking I bullshit. have no recollection of that show whatsoever. I don't think it ran for long. It was basically um, Granny, Sylvester and Tweety Pie were detectives, effectively. Uh, it was fucking horrible. I'm trying to find a link for it now. I have no recollection uh, of this show. Yeah, uh, let's see and hang on, this, this so came this... out of Tiny Toons. No, no, it came out of the same um, the same people who, uh, who created who did a lot of the work on Tiny Toons. So after ah. after the, after it finished, so it released in ninety five, and it actually ran for quite a long. Well, I say it ran for a long time. It ran for five seasons. It ran from ninety five to two thousand and two. Had fifty two episodes. Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was fucking horseshit. Yeah. Um, the show follows Looney Tunes characters Sylvester and Tweety Bird, their owner Granny and Bulldog Hector, who appeared in several cartoons. Um, as they solve mysteries, even though Sylvester's still trying to eat Tweety in the middle of solving the mysteries, but Hector acting as a bodyguard for the bird. Yeah, okay. That sounds terrible. I'd forgotten it existed until uh, I just saw it written down. Um, but yeah, a lot of the same people went on to do that, obviously, because there were only so many people who go and work on Animaniacs. Or Batman. Or Batman, yeah. Well, by the time that started, Batman had finished anyway. Yeah, yeah, I guess. 
Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we touched on it there. So just to pick up the, the difference with Animaniacs, then you know, the, the humor is very similar in both shows. Um, it is, but I think this is a more watered down version. I think it's more sanitized. It, to, to a certain I was... extent, I think you're right. But then I also see how, like I say, Animaniacs will be a bit subtler um, and, and go for a smarter gag. Whereas this, in yeah. places, is very direct and anarchic. And there are times when there are some... One of the episodes, for instance, I watched um, earlier on, uh, it was it was based around a prom, and right. Buster and Babs end up kidnapping Montana Max to drag him back to the prom um, for his date. Right. And he just belts out, you can't do this to me, I'm rich, I'm powerful... I'm a Republican, god damn it. And you just think like the Animaniacs wouldn't get away with that. Well, no, I mean this I mean this was kind of um this would have been right at the end of the Bush senior administration before Clinton came oh. in. Uh and Animaniacs, as we know, lampooned the fuck out of Clinton for as many years as they could get away with. Um so I mean it's 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 there, it's not. I mean, I think that I think you're right. I think that Animaniacs would have more of a go with it, whereas this would be um, a bit more on the nose. I mean, the, one of the ones I watched was an episode called One Beer. Yeah. And um, it, it starts with you know, your point of view shot from the back of the fridge where you've got this solitary bottle in front of the door, and then Buster opens the door, and so what do people want to drink? And they find this beer, and then he, they go to open it, and Hampton says, oh, this isn't like you. And he says, yeah, I know, but this week we're doing the evils of alcohol. Um, and then, so no... You know, he, he he grows his little devil horns out of his ears and stuff like that, and then they you know they have that they share this this single bottle of beer and get absolutely wanked. Um, Buster, Hampton, and Plucky, um, and then they go off and them. They think they you know think they're being really really clever and really suave and really funny. And the you know, the girls run away from them because they stink of booze. They steal a police car. They drive it off a cliff, um, and then they when the car crashes, they sort of you know, float up to heaven and then. The very end of it is that you know, they go into a cloud, the cloud opens up and they're taking their angel costumes off and Hampton says, did it work? Did, uh, did, do you think we did a good job? And and Buster says something on the lines of, well, we'll see by how funny we're allowed to be next week. Yeah. Um, and again, it's that sort of knowing nod and make it. We know we could have done an after-school special about this, but fuck it, that wouldn't have been funny. Yeah, there's a similar thing in the Life in the 90s episode where there's a whole segment about smoking. Um, yeah. featuring featuring Babs at a restaurant. Um, so you know, it, it, I think what it is is it was more structured than Animaniacs, um, and, and yes. as part of that, it was you know it was able to hang gags on things so that when it did just go completely off piste, it just felt that much more anarchic and, and direct. Whereas Animaniacs was was just a fucking gag machine. It was one gag to the yes. next to the next to the next to the next. And we talked about it in that show, you know, it's got that almost kind of old school slapstick Marx Brothers feel to it. Yeah. Whereas this is yes. far more loud, brash and in your face. This is like I said, this is nineties attitude writ loud. Um but that's not to say the gags aren't clever because they're every bit as clever as the gags are in in animaniacs they're just more direct again you know the episodes of this that i've watched have had me absolutely howling with laughter um yeah and and they are quite adult you know i mean just look just look at a character like foul mouth you know (laughs) yeah that's that's right and i mean you know you look at you just not saying that some of the lines that came out of um Montana Max, and the way, you know, the way that Elmira sort of smothers pets to death. You, know, you wouldn't get that in a... You wouldn't have expected that in a cartoon of this period. No, absolutely not. Um, and, and again, it... it I think it's like she hugs them to death, so she yeah, doesn't smother them, she hugs them to yeah, death. And, or she loves them to death. And even things like in the in the prom episode, that, again, that, that I was watching, um, obviously Buster takes Babs to the prom, and she's sulking because he has an aster, and that's a whole storyline thing. Um, but then when he eventually does, of course, she goes and, and dolls herself up. And, like, she, look, there's no other way to say it. Like, she's got a wonder bra or something on. Because um, she all of a sudden <laughs> becomes very busty and top-heavy. And you get you get the boys falling all over her. And then, and then Dizzy comes in with, essentially, a blonde Jessica rabbit. Um, and yeah. everybody's lusting after her. Does Dizzy have a tux on in this mm-hmm. episode? 
Does Dizzy have a tux in this episode? Dizzy? Uh, yeah. Yes, I believe he does have a tux on. So, yeah, yeah but still with the stupid but, oh, hat. He's always got the hat on. That's part of his character, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah no, I, I haven't seen that one this time, but I can, I can picture it, so I must have seen it before. Yeah, but again, you know, there's that that level of humour which is just slightly above the kids, you know? Yeah. Um, it's perfectly innocent. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing... There's nothing untoward about it, but it's just it's just slightly skewed, um, and it's the stuff that just wouldn't happen over on the Disney afternoon, quite frankly. No, that's that's right. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that was, that must have been a conscious decision to not try and replicate that because I mean, obviously, they, this was this needed to be direct competition. The, these um, WB shows needed to be direct competition to Disney. Well, I mean, so to make the same yeah, product. And Spielberg at this point, bearing in mind the whole Roger Rabbit thing as well, um, Spielberg mm. at this point was taking absolute joy at fucking Disney over at every opportunity. Mm. He, he, you, you get this whole line here, which is Steven Spielberg presents Animaniacs and Steven Spielberg's tiny tune adventures and stuff so he's fucking them on tv he fucks them in the theme parks by being the creative producer over at universal studios and putting the et ride in and helping oversee jaws and all of those so he fucks them in the theme park he fucks them on tv he's fucking them at the box office regular because he's steven spielberg and at this point this is eisner era disney so they're doing bog all like yeah a time where spielberg is doing hook and jurassic park like yeah, that. like he is absolutely loving just booting Michael Eisner in the fucking nuts every chance that he gets. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he's probably not the only one who wanted to do that. Just happened to be able to do it because he's Steven uh, Spielberg. Yeah, I mean, if Steven Spielberg wants to do anything, he's pretty much allowed to do it, isn't he? He's fucking Steven Spielberg. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I mean, we talked in the Animaniacs episode of something he did, which was unheard of. It wasn't unheard of to him because he did it here as well. He he produ- he scored every episode individually with a full orchestra. Yes, and fucking hell, it's noticeable here. Um, it is. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, there's you know, I mean, we talked about what we did Animaniacs. This was this was practically unheard of because of the cost. Um, but you know, getting a full orchestra and a, a unique score for every episode. Um, that's absolutely fucking incredible, um, and when you consider how you know, yes, okay, the, the there were ninety odd episodes across five years, but that was they weren't single episodes; they were two or three stories per episode, most episodes, yeah. and a couple of feature length ones. So that's a lot of scoring and a lot of recording to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it it it's a hell of a lot. It of work. really elevates the quality of it. It it's, it seems like such a such a minor thing you know ah, it's just the background oh yeah absolutely but it, it elevates the show so much but it's it's every music cue like every time somebody falls in love and you get yeah. another heart in their eyes and you get that little, the little violin bit again that's unique to that shot yeah and then no so somebody you know somebody misses a misses a ramp and falls on their face and you know wah, wah, wah. that's done specifically for that shot and they may not be the most you know, they may not be the most innovative, but they are done specifically for what they're portraying on screen. And there's nobody can take that. No, take away the fact they 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 use, they use stock sound or they you know, they, they borrowed music from me. They never. No, it was absolutely fucking brand new for this because that's what they and wanted. And what it also does um, cleverly, um, and as we say, it's not it's unheard of at this time for for a syndicated show. But what it does actually do is call all the way back then to your Looney Tunes cartoons and to your Merry Melodies on the Disney side of things, which were yes. actually animated to live scores. That's how they worked. That's what they were for. Yeah. Um, and so it helps give it that feel. It feels like those old cartoons because it's got that live score. Um, yeah. it's It just helps sell the whole atmosphere and tone of, of, of the product. Um, it's It's... It, yeah, it, it's excellent, and it's part of what makes this show and Animaniacs, for that matter. It's part of what makes them yeah. what they are. The, the animation is high quality anyway, but this really just makes you sit up and take notice. As you say, those you know, you'll get a horn stab when someone's surprised or whatever, and yeah. it sounds incredible. It's much better than the kind of modulated electronic shit that's going on over on the Disney afternoon stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and on top of that, I mean the um, the animation as well. The, um, a standard episode of the of this, of this length would be about ten uh, thousand cells. Um, 
the average for um, for tiny tunes was twenty five thousand cells per episode. So I mean, the the quality they were producing at was absolutely insane, and the work rate was absolutely insane. Um, and when it comes off, that's very noticeable. I mean, as I said, the, the versions of stuff I was watching um, this evening when I came in wasn't brilliant. It hadn't been transferred brilliantly, but even so, it still looked good enough you know, all this time later because of the original the original animation quality. Um, the downside of that, it's similar to what we had with Batman, actually, when we were talking about the animated series, is that it had so much of it had to be outsourced. Yeah. And, you know, again, went to... Uh, Place and I went to you know, the uh, the careers and the the the, uh, sort of the the far east, um, and there were lots of problems with getting stuff done. There was one company called Kennedy Cartoons who they did the pilot and it had to be it had to be reanimated by another company, um, and that because of their performance throughout the first season, they were they were dropped as a, as a provider, um, never to be seen again, um, just because they they had so many drop frames and so many uh, so many poor quality uh, renders. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a list of again, sort of seven or eight uh, animation studios that we've we've looked at before. We talked about on previous episodes, um, just because of the sheer scale of this uh, of this show. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it it feels like a quality product through and through. You know, um, I don't really know what more I've got to say about it other than it it looks feels and and still looks and feels expensive and, and, it, and, does, and I mean, it, it was a yeah it was a massive undertaking as well i mean um some of the pre-production notes are available um they auditioned something like a thousand actors uh 12 1200 auditions for cast and a, a 150 person production staff wow you know, it was a massive undertaking it spent a hell of a lot of money on it spent a hell of a lot of time on it i mean it was in pre-production from january 1987 um, until the fir- uh, f- f- first day of production on season one uh, started in April 1989. So you know it, it was in it was in pre-production for two for more than two years. You know, it just shows you know, again just shows the scale of what they were trying to trying to do. All that time, all that effort, all that money, and I mean it was I definitely remember it being big at the time and it was certainly successful. But all of that and it just seems to have gone into obscurity and maybe yeah. maybe that's because you know animaniacs came next and that's what people remember um i mean certainly for me even at the time and i said this on the animaniacs show as well like i was drawn to tiny tunes and not animaniacs i wasn't massively into animaniacs first time out i found it mm. later when i yeah. kind of got back into cartoons and and subsequently absolutely loved it um but while Animaniacs was on, I always kind of resented it a little bit because it wasn't Tiny Toons. And, and, yeah. and I just wanted more Tiny Toons. Um, and, and if I'm honest, if you put the two in front of me now, um, I know Animaniacs is a better show and I love them both, don't get me wrong. Um, I think I might still go for Tiny Toons if you gave me a straight choice. Like, do you want column A or column B? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think I mean, I'd part, probably take Tiny Toons. I think I probably would as well, but I think part of that is because I haven't seen any of it for so long until like an hour ago. I think that may um, be part of it with me as well. I think it may be that I've, I've you know, the first taste was free, and, and yeah. now I, now I need to keep going. So I want I want more of it. But it is also just that, again, just coming down to my my sensibilities and and you know not really liking a lot of that kind of old timey i know this is a horrible thing to say i know but not liking that old timey stuff you know and not not being a huge fan of like the marx brothers and and that era and not being a huge fan of those original animated shorts back in the day as well even though i've Mm -hmm. come to appreciate them now whereas yeah tiny tunes was so in my wheelhouse it was so brash and so loud and so anarchic you know just like the other shows that i loved at this time just like ren and stimpy and and all of those you know and and all of the nicktoons and it was just so it just felt a little bit punk at the time mm. and i think that earns it a special place in my heart you know i, I think i'll always and that game <laughs> that game's got a yeah. fucking <laughs> lot to answer for man seriously yeah yeah no i think that's fair and i mean like just looking at it now, I mean, it's it seems to have 
it seems to have struggled after once it finished airing. I mean, it seems to struggle to find a home. I mean, it reran on Nickelodeon for a while, um, from ninety five to ninety nine, then again from two thousand two, two thousand four. It was on Kids WB. It was on Cartoon Network. And it just sort of seems to have bounced around in syndication for fucking years, to a point where nobody knows what to do with it. And then they've had a couple of specials. Um, they haven't really gone anywhere, and it's just like it's just like people go, oh yeah, everybody loves this. So why can't why isn't it holding? Why isn't it selling? Why aren't people watching it? And everyone's kind of just gone, oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, and I so said the the last entry on that is let's say Hulu picked it up in twenty eighteen, um, along with Pinky and the Bra- Pinky O'Meara and the Brain, Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs. You know, they, they picked up all those shows together. Um, but yeah, it's just a I don't know. I think. A couple of things on that. First of all, yeah. you just jogged my memory with the. Um with the specials wasn't it tiny tombs that had audience members write one of the specials it was there were three teenage girls who wrote some fan fiction um I which was I picked up reading about this. um it was the it was the special buster and babs go go to hawaii um co-written by three uh, then teenage girls who were fans of the show yeah um i remember this yeah i yeah um, i vaguely remember it um i can't I say it's it's an article. The, the reference on the wiki page is an article from USA uh, from uh, USA magazine from 2011. Um, but yeah, I, I remember reading about this a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, it's um, why not? Fucking hell. Yeah, no power to them. So so yeah, that was one thing um, that just popped in my mind when you said about the specials. But yeah. then you're also saying you know we, we're talking about why it perhaps doesn't endure and hasn't necessarily been sort of brought back out for a fresh airing and stuff on it. You know, as much as Disney have, have always managed to keep their characters relevant and, and reinvented them, like Mickey Mouse gets reinvented every 10 years or so. Um, oh, yeah, it's really redesigned. Yeah, and... redesigned, gets a new show, you know. Um, Warner's, I don't, they haven't really done that with the core. No, they've always, cast. They, they've always rested on the laurels, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, and, and it feels like, I mean, when was the last time Bugs and Daffy were relevant, let alone the Tiny Toons? Well, exactly. You know, you know, I think Space Jam. Probably, and I mean, I know there's there's rumblings of. Well, I think actually it's off the ground, isn't it? There's going to be a Space Jam too. I believe so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I would agree with you. I think the last time I can honestly remember the core Looney Tunes characters being relevant was Space Jam. Hmm. And that tells you everything you need to know, really. Like Warner's have just let this brand die and it's not well, tiny uh, tunes that they're, they're die it's looney it's, tunes it's, it's looney tunes yeah and i mean one thing to consider um during its original run in uh, 1990 when they had the original series uh, the original 65 episodes um it actually it actually rated higher um than the disney afternoon uh, in most affiliates um so it's it's not as if people didn't like it it was a it was a bad show or it, it was tanked by the opposition it actually it actually competed very well and actually beat its competition I, in a lot of areas i take it over the majority of the of the disney afternoon block and you know how much i love those shows but i really, yeah exactly for the time it was on this was what this is one of those lightning in a bottle shows for me for the time it was on i adored this show absolutely mm. adored it um i yeah i would take it over the majority of them um goof troop notwithstanding um because <laughs> i fucking i just fucking love goof troop so much um I'd never a guess yeah uh but i i would i would probably take this over your rescue rangers and your and your ducktails and certainly over darkwing um and and absolutely 100 mm. percent certainly over your, your lesser afternoon shows like tailspin um, yeah, I'd take a kick. I'd take a kick in the bollocks over Tailspin. I gotta be honest. Yeah, it's quite. It's up there with one of the worst shows we've done, isn't it, Tailspin? I mean, it's it, it's it's, it's unfortunate because it's not up. You know, it's. I, I mean, we obviously I'm not going to redo that episode, and, and people want to hear what we think about Tailspin. Go back and listen to it because it's it's a reasonable episode, um, I think. But I I think more so than being bad, it was disappointing. Yeah. And I think that was the big takeaway. Whereas I don't get that from this. I mean, I've I've not thought about this show in fucking years. I've certainly not seen it in years. But having watched three three sub episodes, the equivalent of one episode, I'm now thinking, right, okay, fuck, I've got another hundred to do. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's have, let's have at it. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching every one that I've watched, and I'm just sorry that I haven't had more time to watch more. Well, yeah, that's that's it. 
and there's, there's that sort of real life getting in the way sort of thing and it's it's really difficult to manage mm. um but yeah so it's it's definitely something i'm going to carry on rewatching. um that's it I've, I've watched equivalent of an episode so i've got 97 left to do i think that might keep me busy till the weekend uh yes yeah, not like we have other stuff that we need to watch ever nah. you know, no no of course not we, we it's not like we do watch, four other shows no we don't need to watch a fucking feature film and an episode of a tv show by next week either no absolutely not we're fine nah, we fuck it. it we need sleep sleep's overrated yeah sleep's for pussies sleep when you're dead <laughs> absolutely um yeah i mean i've not really got anything else to say on, on this either um loved it gonna watch some more um can't recommend it highly enough um all i will say is that if anybody watching does find a or listening find a better source than youtube where there's better quality episodes please let us know um, because as, well, as much as I could go off and pay for it, um, if it's available for free, I quite like that. Um, Daily Motion is where I've been getting mine. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it it is it is available to buy though, and uh, you look, guys, always pay for your content if you can. Um, I, quite frankly, just didn't have time to piss around <laughs> looking well, at yeah, this that. week, so I I knew Daily Motion would had it have it and i i hit it up there but it i have since looked it is on amazon and it is on google play it's about the season will run you about 17 quid i think which is okay that's kind of reasonable yeah, that's kind of reasonable. reasonable and it's, um, it's definitely 17 quids worth of entertainment so oh yeah absolutely um but yeah i mean love to hear what people think i mean let's say please let us know what not especially if you've got any particular thoughts or recollections on the show because that's one thing that really strikes me when people do get in touch is um, a lot of the a lot of the shows that we've talked about have struck a chord with them at some point and you know, it's it's something that they can share as well so yeah but you know, get in touch let us know what you think um any any shows you think that you know, we might want to uh, have a slightly irreverent and satirical and slightly foul mouth look at again please let us know um you can contact us via our website ddpodcast.net you can email us uh smpd at ddpodcast.net on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network. On Twitter, uh, you can catch us at SMPDPod, uh, not at SMPD because the Santa Monica Police Department really don't like it when we do that. Um, but yeah, until next time. See you later. And that's a wrap.